0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasa, your host, and along with our producer, Alex Diaz, we would like to welcome you to our show this morning. Good morning, Alex.
1: Good morning, Kathy. It's good to be with you.
0: Good to be with you, too. Bright and sunny in your room today.
1: Yes, I have the privilege of having so much uh, bright light coming through my blinds, even though my blinds are shut, as you would... Those
0: blinds are shut? Yeah. Ah.
1: I'm still getting... (laughs) It so, must be an
0: aesthetic thing, because the light coming through there is bra- is big.
1: I, I know. Usually, <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you're breathing a lot right now. Usually, when I'm on Zoom with uh, various hosts or doing meetings, I'm usually on uh, Zoom with my camera off for uh, that reason. So, in any case, um, I'm here. It's good to be here with you.
0: Alex and the bright lights. That's <laughs> it. Today's show is being taped, so no opportunity for calling in, but please do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at the Health Hub RMC on all three locations. And if you would like to email us, our email address is thh at radiomaria.ca. And please do subscribe to our podcast. We are the Health Hub on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, all of your favorite podcast platforms and you can also find our podcast on the radio maria canada website which is radiomaria.ca and on my website which is kathybiase.com We have a very interesting show today, Alex. We're talking about energy and a very interesting topic. It's it's something I think that uh, everyone will like. And our guest is David Price Francis, and he is a master energy counselor, spiritual teacher, personal growth expert, and author. He has helped individuals, couples, and groups understand and improve the quality of energy in their lives and relationships, enabling them to achieve greater personal and professional happiness, fulfillment, and success. David focuses on how we can integrate the energies of our mind, body, soul, and spirit to engage in a more holistic way with all facets of our life. David strives to help people gain a greater understanding of the importance of human and creation energy in our lives using techniques and strategies that he has developed and honed in his work with clients for over 35 years. Some of the things that we'll be talking about, our learning points that we'll cover is uh, are what are the connections between our health and our energy levels? And why do certain individuals seem to possess such a positive, attractive energy, and how can we increase our energy levels ourselves? So all of these things we will be talking about when we return. so stick with us, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. As mentioned, today's show is being recorded, so no opportunity for calling in. But please do feel free to follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at the Health Hub RMC on all three locations. David, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you so much, Kathy. It's good to be with you.
0: Well, this is a topic that we haven't broached here, as I said, just while we were off air. I think we're into our third, fourth year, maybe. And um, getting the right guest to talk about this has been a little bit of a a challenge for me. And I'm so glad that uh, we bumped into each other because I think that you're going to be able to really dive into this, this topic for people and give them a really clear understanding of what your concept of energy and health is. Um, But I I think, you know, for a lot of us, this is a a new area, uh, understanding how our energy impacts our health. Maybe, um, you know, give us an overview of how you got into this field, and then maybe we can get into what you actually mean by energy.
2: Sure. Well, I started getting really interested in this. Um, I was at university. I was actually at Oxford University in England, and um, a friend of mine introduced me to the fact that it's possible to see the human energy field and register energies and work out what's there by the slight colors that can appear and also by registration of different feelings in our, in our hands, in our body. I got really interested in that and I've been pursuing it for the last 40 years. Um, and what I've come to is really a grounded understanding, I would say, about the relationship between health and what we think how we feel, how we use our emotion, and uh, also then, of course, how we act. So energetics is something that is taken for granted almost. Like the, the powers that really move people are not so much the physical things. I mean, the powerful words are words like hope, belief, faith, courage, joy. None of these are physical. They're all energetic. You can say to someone, uh, bring me a bucket of earth or bring me a bucket of water, and they can do it. Then you look at them and say, bring me a bucket of love, and they look at you weird. Um, But love is absolutely as real as water or earth, but it's um, somehow, because it's invisible, uh, it's, it's not taken as a vital nutrient. But I think that we really have kind of five vital nutrients um, we have the physical food we eat, that's a vital nutrient, the water or liquids that we drink, the air that we breathe, the warmth of the sun and the power of light. And then the fifth the fifth food, as I refer to it for nutrition, is what we think about, how we use our feelings, what we connect to. There's a big difference between connecting to uh, belief or courage. And connecting to greed and revenge, you know they 're very different properties they 're as different as tar and water, but because they 're energetic they 're not treated um, as a science and i 'm trying to really come at it in a scientific grounded fashion um, without the sort of without the the woo woo factor and really look at it in practical terms and All the major world religions focus on the energetic properties of a person even more than they focus on um the food that we eat, the liquid that we drink. So energy is a vital component part of our ongoing health, I would say.
0: Do we have frequencies that are measurable? Is this what you, when you're talking about the the science-based part of it, which is actually what I'd love to talk about, are we talking about our vibration at uh, vibration number one, but vibrating at a certain Energy level that's optimal or suboptimal—is that what you're getting at through the science avenue?
2: Yes, yes. When when um, I call it the human electroimmune system, I think that there's the physical immune system, uh, which we you know there's been a lot of research about. The electroimmune system is the power that's in our energy field. It's often referred to as the human aura. Um, I tend to I prefer to call it the human energy field that we all have around us, and when we are Um, operating at optimum, we have a very strong field and all of our organs are producing energetics. So our electroimmune system is the combined power of our kidneys, liver, lungs, heart, brain, what we're thinking about, our blood, our bones, everything is putting out an energetic signal. And in aggregate, that creates the power of the energy field around us. When that field is, is weak, then we're more prone to um, more toxic signals, our energy field has less resistance. And when we have a good, strong vibration, we're more able to handle external pressure. So I, I look at it as a balance between internal creation of energetic intensity and then the pressures that come upon us from the world and how those two things balance out. And if the pressure is greater than our intensity, we have expressions like carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders or being under a cloud um, being under the weather. These are different patterns and formations in our energy field. Someone can literally um, be sort of under, in a brown study, that's a saying that goes with it, is the darker, more murky colors go with the lower energetics and brighter, more vibrant colors with the higher. Um, We can't yet measure these on a material scientific piece of equipment. We can do that with with the coarser energetic signals that come from things like Refrigerators, cars, batteries. Um, there are meters that measure the measure the amount that's coming from these machinery. But as humans, we process universal power, universal energy. We're not running on um, a much coarser form of energy, which is what comes out of the sockets in the wall. And that energy itself is actually its planetary energy pulled into a turbine, um, reduced in its reduced in its frequency. So it's coarse enough to pump through a wire, so you know no one knows how to make electricity; they just draw it into a turbine, send it to us, and charge us for it. but it's actually a planetary uh, property, but in a in a more coarse form and as humans, thankfully, we run directly on universal energy, which the best equipment for measuring that is our own um, is our own sensations. We all know the feeling when we go into a room and feel like, well, something's just not right here, or we get the, ex- we get the expression, we get a kind of shiver across our shoulders. These are all expressions to do with um, energetics and how our nervous system registers energetics. We get an instinct when we meet someone. We kind of get an instinct within the first few seconds, and very often that instinct is correct. And what's happening is our energy systems are picking up the nature of energy of the person that we're meeting. Or the place that we're going into, and giving us a registration, and with training, um, I don't like to call it what is it? ESP, extra sensory perception. I'd rather call it better sensory perception. We can train ourselves to get more sensitive to what we're feeling and registering in the in the energy world. So we don't just have sensations like all that 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 place makes my skin crawl kind of thing, which is a low energy uh, vibration. Oh, wow. I suddenly just feel so bright and happy coming in here. And so, the health, the idea of health would be lifting up the energetic spectrum. Um, And that's, I mean, part of what happens with practices such as prayer. Any any spiritual practice is designed to be lifting us up the energetic spectrum. It's what it was always about, um, whether it's, you know, whatever that practice may be.
0: Are we having to? Okay, so is there? There's energy from as I know you said the word aura is not nailing it. So my understanding is we are able to suck in negative and positive energy from a room from the aura. How do we plug in and try and create, or can we try and create our own positive energy? Is it? Can it be through the things we eat? Can it be through um, our own Thought processes and 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 changing them if need be and and I guess part and parcel to that is there an energy level that we are all ideally supposed to be vibrating at
2: all right those are great questions um, yeah and well we we're, we're born with uh, it's it's a very broad topic really the key the key to my work is. Firstly, being able to recognize, diagnose what kind of energies are present and then help people transform energies in themselves and in places and with the people they work with. So it's totally possible to transform and lift up the vibration, the level of vibration um, in a room and inside one's own, inside one's own field. So um, this is where, as an example, when someone has a prayer practice, well, the, the feature of praying is that it joins both the, the mind and the heart together. It's, mind, it's mental and emotional. It's actually represented um, in mythology by the union of the lion and the unicorn. It's on the royal symbol of the uh, English royalty. Mm. So it's the heart is the lion and the unicorn is the, the mind, the, men- the mentation. So when both of those things are together and they are operating in a, in a non-selfish way, then they produce a higher vibrational signal. So when someone is praying, let's say, for peace in the world, and that's their active prayer, that is a high level signal, it raises the level of the energy in their own field. And it also produces a higher level vibration in the space where they are. And this is where certain places get to contain what I call energy concentrates. So um, it's like a a church, for example, is a place where people go to engage in a higher vibration practice. So a church comes to hold um, a special kind of energy. It's why they consecrate the ground um, using energetic, what I call energetic hygiene, um, using special kinds of uh, incense and, spe- and using different um, and calling trying to call in higher vibration energy and exclude the lower energies and then when people come to the church then they are invited to be to be producing a signal at a higher level and that's why people feel lifted up um, when they go to church it's very different than going to a different kind of energy concentrate place which would be say wall street you know which is really a temple to money so that would be a lower level frequency um, than a place which is dedicated to prayer and healing and um, and emotions such as joy and thankfulness gratitude so yeah it's um it's a full nutrition is is all five dynamics we can improve our vibration by what we eat by what we drink um, by the quality of breathing by actually getting some sunshine that's four of them but To me, the quickest access we have to changing our state is through what we think about. Uh, We literally become what we set out there. We become what we eat. But I think it was Marcus Aurelius who said, "At first, you become what you think about," and uh, we do. You know, it's like when we put ourselves onto a positive frequency, which I think of as an uplifting, a higher frequency. We we actually do bring in. um, We we bring in higher frequency potency but when we when we drop down the levels of uh, energetic signal we bring in a more toxic frequency so how we think is very crucial yes
0: are things like the practice of grounding and being outside in the rain are these correlated to the path that you're talking about, or are these different things because this is where you know I was led to when um, I was learning about energy.
2: Yes, they're absolutely correlated because that is that's connecting with planetary energy it's connecting closer to the source of creation. you could say it's it's more directly connecting to God, the cause of everything. so when we go out into the grass and we take our shoes and socks off. Um, we're releasing the energy of our system um, into the ground. And something I've learned in the years is that our our feet, are, in many ways, like, um, they're they're also the exhaust system. So we want to have a nice cool head. So keeping a cool head, it's called, we don't want to become hot headed. And then we release um, lower energies down through our feet into the ground. So if we're if we're living in a in a square room with concrete floor and the carpet is glued to the floor and we've got fluorescent lighting around us and constant um, barrage of um, electromagnetic signals, human manufactured from cell phones, computers, routers, all the rest of it, it actually has, over time, a debilitating effect. So when we go back into nature, we we, in a way, we connect closer to source. We connect closer to... The signals that we were actually designed for, um, rather than the rather than the man-made world, we're connecting more directly into creation, and it refreshes. it You could say refreshes our soul. It refreshes our energy systems, so they all get recharged. And um, a big part of how we live is is the importance of charging. We we recharge and then we discharge. And uh, one of the key places where we recharge is when we sleep at night. Mm-hmm. The the prime function of sleep is is recharging our energy systems because we we plug back in to universal energy when we go to sleep. That's why we say you know in the morning you look wide awake today, and at night we're going well, feeling a little run down, a bit uh, a little discharged. Yeah.
0: Now I, I'm going to assume, and you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, that the, the higher the energy, the higher frequency that we vibrate on the more positive the person. Um, We've all either come across personally or seen on TV people that um, you would just look at and think, I would love to be at dinner with that person. I would just, I think I would connect with that person. Are we genetically programmed in some way, shape, or form to have a certain energy bias? Is that the right word? Yeah,
2: that's fair. Um, Well, I would say that in our formation in the womb, during the nine-month formation time, um, our spirit, our soul, our higher energy um, power um, is condensed into a physical form. So when we're born, we're integrated. The greatest spirit guide anybody will ever get is the spirit they were born with. So that's how I see it when people ask me about spirit guides. I say, well, the most powerful one you've got, you were born with it and listen to your intuition because that's your spirit, that's your inner spirit trying to nudge you in a certain direction. Um, So we are born with certain certain frequencies built in, I would say yes to that, and then that gets overlaid by the education we receive, the language we speak, Mm -hmm. the parents we're born to, the religion we're born into, and all of this creates a kind of second layer. So I get people asking me as an example, well, is this other person... I'm looking for my twin flame and they're trying to refer to the original signals, but I try and explain that often psychology and the energies of psychology, they actually are more powerful. They become stronger than that original signal. So this is where psychological blockages and um, we develop certain patterns over time. Like we're born, I like to think with a kind of blank slate, Um, not completely because we're one third formed up in, in the womb in that sense. But um, we, if you're born in China, you learn Chinese. If you're born in Canada, you learn English or French. You know, it's like we're, we're born and we start to uh, um, absorb the energies of the place where we are. So, And again, you know, we, we, it's the energetics, which to me is such an important feature because um, a person can be born into a more toxic ecology and they're growing up in that ecology. It gives them a much more difficult start than if they're born with loving, caring parents who are providing for them and giving them opportunity. So that's more than physical. It's where we learn our thought patterns and we learn our emotional patterns. So, you know, when parents have anger issues, they're not genetically passed on so much in in my experience, but they're passed on by growing up in the house where those energies exist. And if someone's brought up, good example, someone's brought up in a musical household, they tend to absorb the energy of music, like uh, Mozart. You know, he was playing the violin at age four. Um, it's more than a genetic disposition because if he'd born into been born into the house of a carpenter, he would have had a lot of trouble um, being able to engage with music. So, it's a lot to do not only with the physical ecology, which is mostly what um, psychologists refer to, but the energetic ecology. What are the what are the energies present in the house and The question you asked before about is everybody kind of engaged on a certain frequency, Um, I would say that our, our organs, I'd say our heart is on a certain frequency, our kidneys are on a certain frequency, but when it comes to our psychology and our brain and how we work with our mind and emotions, no two people, out of 8 billion people on the planet, no two people are exactly the same it's incredible the var- the the variety i mean people think zoology is very varied you know from koala bears to cro- crocodiles to sharks but when it comes to human beings our psychologies are way more varied than the world of zoology so someone can blend inside their inside their mind their soul which then gets reflected in their energy field um, they can be all about themselves they can be a narcissist in which case they're connecting with very toxic energies. Um, someone else can be developing towards being literally a saint. And that's shown in in world religions um, with, with a halo around the head, which to me, a halo was never physical. It's something which can be seen around the head of a person when they're vibrating at a very high level. Um, and I've... I was just doing a slideshow yesterday putting one together, and you know you can go from from Buddhism to the Sikh, the way of the Sikh to Christianity. they all show the same symbol, which is a yellow disc around the head, and that yellow disc is visible in the human energy field to someone with the eyes to see when there's someone with a very high level of spiritual illumination it It doesn't appear. Um, if someone is is occupied at a lower level, like if their focus is all about um, the, the lower levels of vibration, then that, that does not appear in their field. So the, the patterns and colors in the energy field change according to the level of vibration of the person. And 40 years ago, when I started teaching this, it was very rare for people to see these things. What interests me a lot is it's becoming more common. It seems like the the energetics are becoming more um, more 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 potent, and people's ability mm-hmm. to see them is actually increasing. That's why we're seeing so much energy work going on right now. You know, twenty years ago, if you'd ask someone about qigong or tai chi or even yoga, they'd like, "What? What's what's that?" And now it's it's become much more common.
0: Well, Mind- I agree, and and I I'm, I'm wondering if it's because um, as integrative health is progressing, we're starting to really understand the correlation of the mind and health. I mean, I've said it a few times on the show, you know, up to what, 10 years ago, everything above the head was a different system and everything below, and now we're integrating everything. So the impact of our thoughts does permeate uh, our overall health. Everyone, we're going to take a quick break here and we'll come back with a, such an interesting discussion. Stay with us. Uh, Brit.
1: Craig. Ready or not? Yeah. Let's go. I tried to cover my shine. I tried. To keep this buried deep inside of Yeah, this little light of mine, it's time to let it shine a bit Cause there's no point in hiding it, it's everything I am The source of all my hope and it's the reason why I stand eh, 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 I pledge allegiance to being somebody here There's no more moment in play, I'm showing them how I feel Cause love is more than a word, it's a noun and a verb And hiding is absurd, you heard?
0: Welcome back everybody. Let's continue on this line of of conversation David. We we've you've touched on so many different areas and I want to make sure that I want that we get we give each area its particular due. So as we we're just talking off air this may be a whole new show uh, down down the road but I'm particularly interested we left left, left off Um, Good thing I'm on radio. We left off with this idea of the halo. Um, And this halo is, as you um, said to us, usually seen as a vibration point for people that are on higher levels of various religions. Um, Whatever religion you're looking at, you're saying that most you can know there's an energy above them, which made me wonder, are people who are more altruistic or empathetic are they vibrating at a more optimal level than the rest of us?
2: That's a great question, Kathy. Um, I mean, basically, yes. And, and the thing is, it's not exclusive. So that would mean that a person can move from one level, which is more personally based, and then switch into a level which is more altruistic. I actually call it the shift from ego to geo. I play a lot with language and um, the energies of letters. So when you take the word ego, it's very much being self-centered, personally based, looking out for me. Um, And then there comes a point at a certain level in what I call the energy worlds, which is to do with the different levels of energy and what they contain, where it shifts into a more planetary view, a bigger view. And when you get the word geo, which is the letters of ego, just change the order that gives us words like geography and geodetics and geo is the name for the planet. So when we go from ego to geo, we think not only about ourselves, but the impact our actions then have on everybody else, and the ecology. And we see ourselves as stewards of this planetary domain, um, which is not created by us, but is created by by you know the source energy of creation, a higher power. And so we're stewards looking after that ecology. And so when a person clicks into a higher way of thinking, they're not so self-centered. They're centered in self, which is important for health, but they're then able to have a bigger view. They, they think and feel beyond themselves. So, yes, empathy um, is, is a key ingredient to a higher level of vibration. And narcissistic energy sits really at the lowest level of the energy world's. And it goes I, I see it to be on a spectrum from really oblivious narcissism all the way down to megalomania. Um, it gets more conscious the lower you go so we we have um, a situation where the more altruistic empathetic we're able to we're able to be in aggregate because we all need to look after ourselves, immediate family. But the, the more we're able to connect into those ways of thinking and feeling and being, the higher the energy that we actually create in ourselves and the higher energetic frequency. And that's also what gives them the power um, for, as an example, healing. Because the idea that there are energy healers in the world and well how is that possible? Um, there's healing through through diet, there's healing through you know f- the food we eat, the water we drink. Um, but then there's direct transfer of energy from one person to another. It's only possible if one of the one of those people is connected to a high level spiritual power which is invisible. you know it's like this is where we when we do go to church, on a Sunday, let's say, we're always um, working with the invisible. It's not it's not physical, um, but it's real and it's energetic. And when we bring in those higher vibration, altruistic energies, it may not make us materially rich, but it makes us spiritually rich. So just as someone can become a, a kind of billionaire in the physical worlds, a person can also become a billionaire in the spiritual worlds, uh, which is when, they're not all about them. They're actually trying to grow that light and and help ignite and pass it on to others. And that's where, you know, in the lower world, people are trying to accumulate, in a way, wealth for themselves. In the higher world, it's trying to actually aggregate spiritual wealth for all. So not that I'm against, you know, people people need to have what they need for um. For the in that physical realm, and to have a nice house and a place to live, and all of that is very good. Um, but to me, a house is only as good as the energies that are in that house. You can have the difference between a house and a home is the nature of energies in that place. So, uh, something else I recommend people doing in, in raising or transforming the level of their own energy is what I call energetic hygiene because. Physical hygiene, we know very well, you know, we like, to, we like to keep a place clean, keep it tidy, you know, put, put um, regular cleaning physically. But the other side of that is cleaning energetically. And that, that involves using certain techniques that have been around for thousands of years. Uh, a couple of examples, because they may be helpful. This is practical, something that, um, that your listeners could do. Is uh, It's something that's actually used in church which is the reason that they have bells on top of a church is not only because of getting the attention of the parishioners but the original design of a bell is that it actually breaks up lower energies i've got one right here on my on my on my desk it's a monk's bell i'll just ring it and the monks would literally wear this bell when they were going down to the village and the reason they would wear it was to break up lower energies because they were trying to keep their their kind of monastery at a high-level energy vibration. They didn't want to bring back the market, so they would wear a bell to break up that energy. Um, And I I ring a bell around our house regularly. It's what they were designed for. So that would be an example of energetic hygiene, ring out the old, ring in the new. Um, Another is using incense, so-called holy smoke. Again, in the church, they're using incense, which is frankincense-based. And what that is doing it's bringing a high natural planetary power indoors. So in the spaces where we live, we tend to exclude, you know because we're living in a, we're living in a, in a structure, in a building. we're not getting the natural flow of air and the rain, as you were saying coming through it. So frankincense being burnt, it, it brings in it's the resin of a tree, and then in burning that, burning that resin, it releases that planetary high-level frequency. And you can do the same thing also with, uh, I have what I call a spritzing bottle, and I put in it water and uh, essential oil, and I might go around and spritz with lavender or with uh, cedar or frankincense. And again, what's happening is it's bringing nature, the frequencies of nature, into our enclosed space. So the more we can keep the energy moving, energy can get stuck. And when energy gets stuck in in a house, it starts to... Um, start, it starts to lower the tone of vibration, and energy can get stuck in ourselves too in inhibitions, blockages. Uh, it can lower the energy tone. So, we want to keep the energy flowing and moving. And um, that's where having a, a daily practice of some kind of spiritual practice and also using energetic hygiene, mm-hmm. just like, you know, we, we'd uh, like to clean, clean our bedding uh, and we remake the bed every day. Well, I also like to ring a bell over the bed every day. It might sound strange, but actually when we sleep at night, we discard yesterday's old unwanted energies and we leave them around the bed. So in the morning, it's a great idea to ring a bell and break them up so you've got a fresh energy place to go into the next day. So for every physical kind of um, aspect of living, there's an electrical and there is a trade-off, I know you mentioned this also before, which is which is the amount of electromagnetic radiation is coming from machinery. You know, there's a trade-off between convenience and, and then not wanting to have too much of that lower radiation in the space where we live. So I recommend, as an example, if you have Wi-Fi in your house, switch off the routers at night. Um, never take your laptop to bed with you. Don't have a TV set running near where you sleep try and keep the area where you sleep as free of electromagnetic influence from external media as possible so that you can ha- maximize the amount of planetary energy that recharges your systems overnight. These are all very practical things that we can do.
0: Is is it the same type of energy we're talking about um coming from actual machinery that would this type of energy be actually literally impeding the energy we're trying to get into our body on a positive basis?
2: Uh, Basically, yes. It does. Um, It impedes. But then again, that's why I say it's a balance between convenience because it depends what you're using the technology for as well. Someone's like right now we're using technology to, to endeavor toward a high vibration signal Someone else could be using technology for a very different purpose. So the purpose we use it for is a very key ingredient. And then to, to minimize where possible, but not to become, um, and to try and do it in a grounded way. Like uh, I just, we have the router on here during the day, switch it off when we sleep. We're not using it, so why have it active? It, it's it's working with, in a way, common sense in that in that fashion. And if you're going to go into like a, a a higher state or endeavoring towards working with say meditation, then leave the cell phone out of the room, you know, switch it on to, um, switch it fully onto airplane mode. It's like working to respect your own, your own process. So that's a way to think of it. We become, I like to say, we, we actually become what we process more than we even become what we think about. And what we process includes what we eat, what we drink, the air we breathe, the light and heat and fire of the sun, and also what we bring into ourselves through how we think and how we use our emotion. So, you know, this is an amazing feature about being human because nothing else, no other part of organic life on the planet can can actually free range through the different possibilities of energy like we can um and we're,
0: you know, we're constantly true. too fighting uh, outside i am assuming that even people that are vibrating that have a higher energy level are continually having to plug in and regenerate it's it's not you, re, you i'm assuming you don't reach a level and and you've hit it you've hit nirvana you're there that you constantly have to be you know we're living in a time now where we're inside quite a bit and we're you know we're socially apart and i can't i can't imagine that this doesn't have an impact on our energy levels, no matter how well and how high your energy level is. How do we combat sort of things that are out of our control when it comes to trying to maintain a good energy level?
2: Uh, Having an idea as to what different energetic qualities are empowering is a good place to start. So if we can bring in a, a, a dose of gratitude Um, a a shot of joy Um, so to have a healthy level of of respect respect means look twice don't take things for granted it literally spect is to look and respect is look once then look again Um, so to have to have a degree of uh, faith faith is very powerful hope Um, these are qualities which boost our energetics so it's different to kind of energy level as in terms of um, I eat some food and I get energy. This is actually bringing in a quality. So qualities are all energetic in their nature. So hope, courage, belief, faith, these are these are actual energy foods. So when we, when we tune into those, we actually have a higher energetic connection which lifts the level of our vibration. When you get words like depression, um, and feeling down. Uh, any, any word that ends, just to say, it's any word that ends in I-O-N. If we look up the word ion in the dictionary, it says a positively or negatively charged particle. So when we have congratulate ions or, or felicitate ions, this is all kinds of energy. A passion is to do with the passage of energy, pass ion. So I wrote a book called Partners in Pass Ion, which is to do with the energies in relationships, like the the ions that go backwards and forwards between people. And it's it's those ions that then create what I call a mutual energy field. And that is very determining as to the nature of energies in a house. And the difference between a house and a home is what kind of energies are living there. So when two people plant in their mutual energy field seeds of respect and care and love and and honor um, and joy what happens is is literally a field we know what happens when we plant things in a field like a farmer they grow and they yield back abundance so according to what we plant in our relationship field with other people we can plant things which give which in a way give sweet fruit, And we can plant things like criticism and um, bullying, and these produce toxic fruit. So the field is very real, and it's a very interesting word because it's saying energetically we grow what we plant, and we grow what we plant in ourselves, which is very determining on our health, and we grow what we plant with other people, which is then it can be two people living in a relationship can be, Highly mutually supportive, a lot of a lot of uplifting energy between them, and two people can also produce a field which is quite destructive or toxic. Mm-hmm. So the field is a really important um, dynamic for health. I would say, and it's it's kind of on the leading edge. I mean, there's lots of research and books out there on physical food. You know, the properties of physical food, um, the liquids that we drink. There's lots of research there's not so much accurate research about the benefits of particular energetic qualities so uh, and yet these words we know them to be very describing very real properties you know someone says take courage um it's just as real as say have a glass of water you
0: well know, but- i think you're right when you say that it is uh, it is up and coming and people and and in the health field they are starting to grasp this a bit more I, you know what i see it I see it frequently dealing with people that are quite ill. And, you know, when I was, when I was sick, I remember my mom saying to me, have positive thoughts. It will translate into good things. And that was like, okay, fine. But now we know that that literally we, there has been research showing that the power of the mind has, has power to transform the body in both negative and positive ways. And again, that to me is a direct lead to the energy conversation. So I think um, opening and having this discussion with you, I really hope it's opened everyone's eyes to this power of, of transformation that we can get from so many people. And David, I'm sorry that we we have to end here because I, you know, I, I really feel that there's so much more um to let people know about. But if people want to, to find out more about you and your work, where would they look for you?
2: Um, best place to go is to my website, which is Energy Worlds. That's with an S, energyworlds.com. And they'll find there um, the different materials. So there's, there's books available. I wrote a book on energies of relationships called Partners in Passion. There's a book on solving psychological blockages. That's called Go With the Glow. There's another storybook I wrote. Um, There as well. And also there's a course um, on the human energy field, a 10 part course, um, which we made available. And so that's that's actually there as well. And that would be a place to begin. I actually go through a great deal of information about the human energy field. And that course is it's a 10 week course online um, and you can review it in your own time. And it's there for you for as long as you want to review it. Um, And so that's called the human energy field. And we made that available at a very at a at a low charge because we really want to get the information out there to folks. so mm-hmm. that would be the best way and you can also contact me at uh, david at energyworlds dot com So I do client practice and uh, so I, I I actually consult with folks about health and the dynamic of energetics so I'm happy to consult on that as
0: well. Wonderful. And we'll have all that information when the the podcast is out. We'll have um, website links and so forth. So you can find them there if you want to go back and listen to the podcast. Um, David, thank you so much. It's always great when we can pull something uh, right into the scope of health that, you know, for some people seem kind of it seems kind of out there or ethereal. But it's great when we can pull it in and and really have a handle for people to grasp onto. So I want to thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a wonderful conversation.
2: It's been a pleasure, Kathy. I really enjoyed it. And I'll be be happy to get into these worlds with you again in the future. Totally.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. I've got some topics already in mind. Everybody will talk to you next week on The Health Hub.